Goosebumps number one, Welcome to Dead House by R.L. Stein. It will just kill you. Look alive. Amanda and Josh think the old house they have just moved into is weird, spooky, possibly haunted. And the town of Dark Falls is pretty strange too. But their parents don't believe them. You'll get used to it, they say. Go out and make some new friends. So Amanda and Josh do. But these new friends are not exactly what their parents had in mind. Because they want to be friends forever. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. Sorry, I just had to say that. Hi, welcome to Deadcast. I used to live in your cast. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. <laughs> um, I'm Daniel. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. And I'm Daniel Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Deadcast. We love Goosebumps. If you've met either one of us at any point ever, then obviously you know that we're Rob-sessed. We're huge, huge, huge Goosebumps fans, and we figured we talk about Goosebumps, we think about Goosebumps, we live Goosebumps, we, we say Goosebumps. Goose we dream Goosebumps, we scream Goosebumps, we have we use Goosebumps quotes in everyday language, every day, all day. We it's have part of our DNA, it's part of our monster blood. It's we we have we have episodes memorized, we have books memorized. Why don't we make a podcast about it? Why don't we make a dead cast about it? I know people are just clam clamoring from it from their graves. They're just crawling out of their graves graves for it when i was a little kid i know i read um i always thought that i would grow up and i would find something i like more than goosebumps books. and so then it like, turns oh, out you were wrong yeah i was wrong so now i just still read them to this day i pretty much only read arlstein and pretty much nothing else i would i would like to point out that i mean w- matthew currently owns all of the goosebumps books mm-hmm. which are, are in his apartment which are it's from true. our childhood um and i'm i have goosebumps number one welcome to dead house right in, uh, right in my hot little hands and I open the cover and I see that there's a grade on it because Matthew used to grade each book. I gave Welcome to Dead House a B. Now, after having reread it very recently, as we did before recording this, do you think that grade still applies? I think it still applies. I think maybe a B or a B minus. I don't know how like um, critical I want to be, but like I think a B is appropriate. Yes, we want to point out that clearly we love Goosebumps so more than and, literally anything. Literally or anything. So or anyone. So. At any point, if we sound like we're we're knocking it, if it sounds it's like a, we're putting it lie. down, it's a, it's a lie. This only all of this comes from a place of deep, deep love. love. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, welcome to Dead House. Well, why don't guys. we rewind back just a smidge and we uh, talk about if you want the first time you read a Goosebumps book or the first one that you read? Yes. Well, the first Goosebumps book I read was Goosebumps number one. Welcome to Dead House. Was it really? It was because because you you have mm-hmm. to read things in order. I have. Um, 
lot a lot of issues and one of them is uh i'm just so ocd right and uh i had i i was so excited by the spooky covers and we discovered that it. ridge well, on the cover those was bumpy. this bumps well wow. i discovered it because um in school in miss steven's class there was this thing where if you like behaved well you get gold coins and then you could take the gold coins and bring them to the back of the class at this table gold and doubloons yeah gold doubloons chocolate coins and you could trade them in for gifts or little trinkets, like, in the back of the room. And I remember it's, like, on a table. And on the table was Goosebumps number 16, yes, One Day at Harlan. that's right. And someone, it was an old moth-eaten. Beat up. <laughs> still, is that the copy Yes, it is. Oh, God it's bless. It's this beat up moth-eaten. Bee. I know, this moth-eaten copy. And and some bitch had, like, traced all over it and, like, dug her wow. yikes pencil I hope she it. got what's coming to her. <laughs> I hope she's the ghost next door right now. Anyway, are we on our phones? Is that what we're doing? I was checking. I, I, <laughs> Matthew is getting on me because I just got. Is I was that gonna, what we're I was doing? Gonna check, I was going to check the time. Welcome to PhoneCast. Anyway, so I always thought the books were way too scary. Like I thought as the little kids seeing them in the bookstores, I thought the covers of the book were so well, horrifying that I thought like big kids read these and I'm, I'm way too scared to read them, right? Young. And so I didn't want to spend my gold doubloons on anything else. And so my pantaloons on anything else. So I was like, whatever, fuck it. I, I'll, I'll buy One Day at Harland. And I remember reading it and getting sucked in. And I guess sucking you in as well. Well, I, I was entranced with the cover, I remember. And thinking the same thoughts. Thinking, oh gosh. We're twins, by the way. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing Why I'm Afraid of Bees, the cover, when I was a little kid. And it scared, scared me to death. The covers are so scary. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Tim the covers. Tim Jacobus. Tim Jacobus, who at the time we referred to T. Jacobus for most of our lives. Yeah, until we found out. Very recently, actually, I yes, found out it was Jacobus. Yes, Jacobus. But I remember seeing that cover of One Day at Harlan. And you guys know what I'm talking about if you don't Google it. Bitch. And... I just thought it was the sexiest, creepiest thing I'd ever seen. And I wanted it. I yeah. wanted... Really? I, I was so, I was well, too scared of it. I, 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 I was ready for it. Yeah. And I thought, like, any good... Oof, any good good-ass covers, um, too. Any good rule-following child like I was, right. always follow the rules. I wanted to start with number one. So right. I started with Welcome to Dead House. Do you want to talk about the cover? Yes, I do want to talk about the cover. I remember looking at the cover thinking it looked like a movie poster, that it was scary, and there's this dark house. And I There's, also, like, this dark blue house with this kind of warm glow coming, coming from, from inside. the inside and in the front window there is a troll looking man <laughs> who <laughs> seems way too tall and decrepit to be well, in I guess that he window dead but yeah or too he looks like he's a very short man floating sometimes the, the covers uh dress to suggest where it's like it's it's not exactly what the book is about yeah I, this makes me think i know i i, I listened to an interview about with with Tim Jacobus at one point. You did? Or maybe it was R.L. Stein. I can't remember. About designing, the, or maybe maybe read something about designing the covers. And I know sometimes, I hope I'm not lying, I know sometimes he read the books beforehand or got an idea and sometimes he yeah. didn't. So, I mean, what are you going to do with Welcome to Dead House? I know that the Heart Camp Jelly Jam cover, he ba- he took a picture of himself dressed like that and then drew it based off So that. he's really terrifying. Yeah, he's got this big old chompers. Oh, I guess I'll never stop blood, screeching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the cover is a creepy old house. Now, for also, also being an OCD child, I the the house doesn't look like it's described in the book. Which no, bothers, it doesn't. Which bothers me. No, it doesn't. I mean, it's flawless, but it bothers me. There's only one big bay window right there and not two like there is in the mm, book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll talk and about I it. It's also not red brick with black sloping roof. That's true. And uh, what you just heard before, a little musical intro, which I did. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Um, was Daniel, and he's Daniel's going to read the odd books. I'm going to read the even ones. That's mm. just how we roll. We read the front cover of the book and the back cover of the book. And I thought it was funny when you were, I never questioned this before, when you're reading it just now where it says, 
it's spooky possibly haunted and the town of dark falls is pretty strange too but their parents don't believe them and that's not there are consistent errors grammatical upsets i mean i think for sure Arl stein doesn't write the cover the back covers oh no the book. I, I in fact i'm not even sure the, they read the book when they write the back cover of the it's, book. but i think it's genius and it's hilarious yeah, i'm actually speaking of, for it well even the phrase "Welcome to Dead House" bugged me a little bit when I was little Welcome because to, because I was like, sh- "Welcome to the Dead Welcome House." Welcome to the Dead House. Welcome to Dead House. I, I'm yeah. I'm pleased later in the book because they do actually refer to it as, as Dead, Dead House. House. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like Matthew was saying, I read that little intro. That some Matthew and I sometimes when we're bored, when we feel like it, you guys, this is what we do. It, Joe knows this. Joe, Joe did. We made Joe do this with us one time. We get out all of the Goosebumps books. This is something we do now. You guys. We did it like last year. You, we line them up on the floor, all sixty-two of the original series, and we probably we usually don't make we usually don't make it all the way through. Sometimes, but we do. we'll go. I'll take the evens, and Dan will take the odds, and we read the front cover of the book, the back cover, the front of the book, the back of the book, and then the first paragraph and last paragraph of every book. And it used to make us cackle like witches. Witches. Because sometimes the first sentence or the the first sentence of the paragraph like makes the last one sound actually hilarious. Should we do that now? Is this a spoiler alert? I mean, if you're listening to this stuff, we're going to be talking... Hopefully you've already read this book. (laughs) Obviously you've already read Welcome welcome to Dead House. Why don't we do the short version? We're going to read the first paragraph of the book and the last paragraph of the book. That's what I was saying. Oh, I thought you meant every chapter. No, 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 no. You guys, it takes hours. That's a whole other podcast. Um, uh, I'm going to do that right now. So spoiler alert. Here we go. Are you ready? This is the this is the fun version of Welcome to Dead House. Josh and I hated our new house. I didn't look back. I slammed the car door behind me and we sped away. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. It's a horrifying story and it's three sentences. Well, let's just let's get to let's work. Just dive work, in. Work, work. Let's just dive in. So um, Goosebumps number one. Gosh, I had this written in my notes. So our protagonists are Amanda. I was going to say when this book came out. July. No, no, no. This one Ooh, came okay. out. Are you sure? I think it's July. Matthew's right. It's July 1992. Better get some. Ooh. Um, so it's Amanda and Josh Benson. Am I right? Amanda's 12. Josh is 11. And they're just these... They're, they're brother, sister. They're tall, thin, curly, curly brown, brown hair. hair. And D- dark serious, features and serious, serious faces. faces. Stein just loves his description. He also loves characters with M names, which aren't in this one yet. And redheads. He loves redheads. He loves people with dark features and serious faces. He really does. The dad's a little overweight and then the mom. But the dad's so overweight that he can't help but always tuck his shirt in. I love his these little flop. moments. Now, a bit, before flop. we get into it, I noticed with Goosebumps number one, Welcome to Dead House by R.L. Stein, mm-hmm. that it's the first book of the series. So he hasn't found quite yet his sort of stride with writing the books. So yeah. I feel like this one... Because he'd it, gone from writing comedy, this is the first... No, the first scary thing he'd written was Blind Date. Yes, he had written in the 80s. books for older older readers you're right you know not old but like you know teens basically this is for super kids. old and uh so this book seems a little more introspective to me than some of the other goosebumps books okay i feel like amanda's really like 
we really get to know Amanda and her thoughts. Right. And even the content of the book, and this is something I've heard Arl Stein inter- interview, that it's a little darker pun. I think a pun is intended there. Yeah. Darker, and it's a little more, he said, violent. I agree with that. I like any other of the Goosebumps When I was books. a kid reading them, they were never it's, violent enough. They were never scary this enough one is, for me. This one is this dark. This pretty it dark It is very scary. It they get really disturbing. silly and floozy towards the end of the Yeah, series. they get really, like, jokey. This one's serious. Yeah, this one's pretty Ser- serious. As serious as Amanda and Josh's faces. That's true. <laughs> Um, yes. So, um, so we have Amanda in her white tennis shorts and her sleeveless blue tee. Not so, not so bad. We will we will be commenting on the clothes. Of Don't think characters. I won't be pointing out the fashion. Um, and they're there with mom and dad, real. and they have arrived at Dark Falls. Um, Dark Falls is this Dark Falls. this creepy old town where everything's so dark and the ooh, trees. Ooh. And it doesn't seem like there's any sun. And um, they have uh, Amanda Josh's dad has inherited this house from. Uncle Charles. Great Uncle Charles. Great Uncle Charles. They didn't even remember that they had a great Uncle Charles. I don't Charles. even remember we had one. Oh, oh, Amanda. Oh, well, let's just get this free house. Amanda's mom says, I, I didn't know you had an Uncle Charles. And Amanda's dad says, I didn't know I did either, but who cares? Let's move into this new house. That makes sense. So they decided to move into this house where, where the dad can focus, you know, on his writing career. We forgot one of the members of the family. Petey. Oh, the baby. Oh, hey, baby. Oh, little Petey. Oh, hey, little Tootie. They have this little Tootie sweet baby baby. This little white terrier. This white curly-haired terrier. This sweet little Petey oh, Tootie. Oh, Petey. Petey's a very important member of the family. Can I just and frankly, point my out, favorite. Can I just point out? Please. Uh, might as well, we might as well just go there. Get it out. Dogs only exist this in is... scary books and scary movies to die. That's the only reason they're there. I do not support dog death. Cat, I know you're listening. It's the reason why I don't like the movie Fear as much as you do because the dog dies in it. I just Matthew firmly believes, and he is right, that dogs, right. dogs are placed into movies or books to be murdered. Unless it's Independence Day. Remember that dog survived that thing? Oh, God bless. Anyway, so I'm like, oh, okay, cool, fucking cool. Petey's here and he'll be... You know, oh, he's dead. Yeah, he's already dead. So let's just. We get already that know that you guys, with. he's gonna die. We There's a dog in the know. book. He's gonna be dead. We, let's just. We already know he's gonna on. die. So don't support it. But Lalalu. Anyway, so um, they're there with Mr. Dawes. They're they're at the house now. Compton they ha- Dawes. Now they haven't moved into the house yet. The book starts with them going to check out the house. For the going first to check time. out the house for the first time with Mr. Dawes. Mr. Dawes is blonde and blue eyed. blonde eyed. and blue eyed. He's 30, eyed, 30 years he old. He has a cute dimple when he smiles. And sometimes he puts on a, correct me wrong, black, black Stetson cow- hat. Black cowboy hat. Is it Stetson? Am I making that up? I don't think you are. Um, so they, they, Mr. Dawes. They go in to check out the house. Now, Amanda's up for it. Josh is just stubborn as all Hits. So what you have in, in every Goosebumps book essentially is the the protagonist and their annoying little brother or sister. Aww. There's pretty much no difference. There's pretty much no difference in that throughout the entire yeah. series. Yeah, that's that's pretty much I think it applies to every almost every. Single but one. what's great, Josh and Amanda get along pretty the well, would. all things considered. You know what I mean? Some of them they're they're yeah. really butting heads. They're like, they're kind of on the same team here. I'm thinking Dana and Brandy and Egg Monsters from Mars right now. Just because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, or Terra the Terrible and Kuf- that's Bob all I can think of. Um, but they get along pretty well. And uh, Josh is stubborn, doesn't want to go look in the house, so he decides he's going to stay outside <laughs> with Petey. Yeah. And then um, they they go look at the house, Mr. Dawes, Mr. and Mrs. Benson, and Amanda. When they come back outside, <gasps> Josh and Petey are gone. Where are they? They're no! missing. Yeah. So they go to, they have to go look for them. Where are they? Josh no. doesn't no. know where he is. It's a new town. It's Dark Falls. Ooh. It's so dark. It's so scary. Ooh. And they drive around looking for it. They drive past the school. They drive past the cemetery. The cemetery. And oh no, Amanda sees Josh running through the cemetery. So 
somebody's chasing him. Somebody's chasing him. Oh, no, wait. It turns out he's chasing someone. He's chasing someone. Oh, okay. He's chasing Keaton. That's what it is. Oh, that was really scared there for a second. One of my favorite things about Goosebumps is the outrageous, hilarious, ridiculous chapter breaks. Now, we're starting off pretty meek and mild for this book. It doesn't get as ludicrous, but before it's like, and then my head fell off. Oh, it was just a breeze. You know what I mean? So the chapter will end with something absolutely outrageous. And my favorite is when chapter ends like, and then I drowned, and then I died. I'm dead, I thought. I'm dead. And then the next chapter starts. But then I opened my eyes. But it turns out I was just taking a nap. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Uh, so they find Petey, and Petey, Petey, who, by the way, can't stop barking at Mr. Dawes. He can't. He can't stop. <laughs> he's never like this. He, you don't understand. He's ne- he's never like this. I don't understand. Why you act like this, Petey? Petey's going crazy. He, he Bitch. Maybe he detects no, something wrong about Do- Mr. Dr. Dawes. No, nothing's wrong with Dr. Dawes. With Dr. Dr. Shriek. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Little <laughs> twinsies. Twinsies. Anyway, so um, they... Let's see. Oh, cut back to, um, so creepy stuff starts happening. Am I right? No, wait, before I, before we get there, um, they go back to their house, their old tiny house and Amanda has to say goodbye to her best friend, Kathy. Kathy, <laughs> Kathy no. I Kathy's chubby leave. with blonde hair and they're best friends. Oh no, Kathy. And oh no, she's going to miss him and they cry at the front porch together. Like wow, as I must they have zipped right through that. Oh gosh, it's such, it's such a powerful. Kathy made no impression on me whatsoever. Kathy made a big fat impression on me. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, they are moving to the house. Cut to the moving to the house and it's raining. Oh, it's a rainy day. Oh no, Doc Falls. And then they're about to walk in the house, Amanda looks up to the window and she sees there's a boy in the window. There's some <gasps> boy. Oh God. Oh, I just gasped really. <laughs> oh, Matthew's dying. I know. I'm dry. I'm the watcher. Um, <laughs> um, I love the thunder that's set up. Like in it's it's a it's a storm. You know what? Day. This book is pretty scary. Actually, it's pretty heavy on the ambiance. It really is. Ambiance, ambiance. You can really sense and feel the heaviness and the darkness of dark, dark falls. I get a little, whatever, we'll get there, but I get a little confused at the actual layout. This is one book This, why, ooh. I wish this book had a map in it so I could understand where the fuck this everything is. This drives me crazy because th- they talk about the lay- layout of the house and I'm like, wait, the front stairs, the back stairs, which side of the house is the garage on? Which is it, bitch? Which one is it? What do you mean the garage is over there? What do you there? mean all the partying? I, I, I imagine the garage on the other side of the house by the driveway. Wait, but Amanda and Josh's room are both rooms with bay windows in the front of the house, I right? couldn't tell you. Fuck. Oh, I, baby, fuck. I know Amanda's Amanda's room is because she Amanda sees a boy up kiss. there. Uh, she sees a boy there. She runs up there to check it out, right? Yes. She sees a boy in the she window. Does. And the, what does the mom say? The mom has a bunch of really dumb caveats. It's just a pile of clothes. No, that's coming later. Okay. Which I think is ab- a- actually Sweet. outrageous. Um... Anyway, she hears, um, she goes to her door and she hears something. She hears shuffling and whispering, whispering noises. Which is something that she's going to hear the whole time she She eventually just gets used to it. She does. Um, but which is she reaches creepy. for the door and here is my favorite, one of my favorite chapter breaks oh, of the book. Oh, toodle me up. This is the one where, this is, this it's is between. the first of, um, the first of the chapter breaks where, spit it out. Where it's that thing where, like we were saying, um, and it ends with. Her saying, you know, she she hears somebody in her room. No. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. And then she grabs the doorknob. Anybody in there? I started to turn the knob. When the boy crept up from behind me and grabbed my shoulder. <gasps> and then it turns out it's just her brother. Yeah. It's not the boy. But she also takes a long time to react to this, which I think is funny. In the book, she says she stops. She breathes. She, she can't let out turn a around. Whoosh? She, she lets out a long whoosh of air. She digs her nails into her palms. Mm. And 
she eventually, uh, what feels like 10 minutes later, turns around and it's her brother. Right. Anyway, and he's like, what's going on? <laughs> um, and she was like, I thought I heard someone there. And he said, you're crazy. And then the door opens by itself. Which yeah. I really thought was, ooh, this is getting creepy. Yeah. And then, oh, they go in the room. Oh, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. The window's open. The window's open. It's the curtains blowing in the breeze. No, are there curtains yet? I don't think there are curtains yet. I don't think there's curtains yet. I don't think there's curtains yet. It's when the window's open. Oh, that's just making the crazy sound. Oh, oh, wow. Um, and then um, Amanda decides to pull a real funny prank on Josh. Oh, yeah. She, like, lays down in her closet, am I right? With her head in the closet and her feet sticking out and pretends to be dead. Then she's dead. And Josh sees it and screams and screams <laughs> and screams and runs. And she giggles to herself. And then Petey starts licking her face. Oh, Lol. Petey. Oh, Petey. We love you, Petey. And then the parents say, die. you guys have to stop playing tricks on each other. Stop doing that, you guys. Yeah. Chill out. Anyway, um, she has her first night in the in. And uh, by, the by here, we're on page 50, right? Yeah. Um, she has her first night in the house. And is she things, has the terrifying nightmare. Yes. This is where things start happening. It's actually very scary, this yes. nightmare that yes. she has. So the window, the curtains, and the, I think they're curtains up at this point. I don't know. Um, Let's spell that out. So the curtains are billowing in the wind like they're going ooh and sticking out from the wall. But they go to check and the windows are shut. This happens often in Amanda's room. And I think that's very frightening. It's also interesting. It happens so often that they don't even think about it anymore. Like, oh, the curtains are blowing in the wind, but the window's closed anyway. So it's just fucking ghost curtains. Oh, it must be a draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be his rusty old pipes. This must be, this book is the ultimate. The quintessence. The quintessence of the parents saying, no, no, no. You're just having a dream. You're nervous about moving in. All this stuff never taking Amanda seriously. Nope. Never. Anyway, Amanda goes back to sleep after she checks the windows, which are definitely closed, but the curtains are still blowing in the breeze. And she has a truly horrific nightmare. Right. It's what's one of the most disturbing moments, I think, in Goosebumps. But what's weird is she's watching herself and her family. She's not actually participating in the dream, which I'm not even sure is a thing. But anyway, so basically, she's dead. Her mother's dead. Her, bro- her brother's dead. And her father's dead. And they're sitting the, around at dream. a table sitting around at a table eating piles of bones and they're snacking and clacking and chomping on but they're also their skeletons themselves yes eating eating cracking their their dead teeth into those bone snacks it's absolutely terrifying and then they hear in the dream there's a banging at the door there's a is it kathy and it's kathy oh i do remember kathy Kathy saying let me in amanda but the dead family the dead family doesn't move they just keep eating that bone meal snacking on those bones Mm, they call them the clackers the snappers and amanda wakes up from a dream oh god and the curtains are blowing again but the door the window same old it's old hat same old same old eddie amanda brings it up at breakfast next morning you don't understand dad the the curtains i had this terrible terrible dream and mom says you're nervous the dad said maybe you dreamed it maybe you dreamed it there must be a pain missing and josh says amanda's a pain oh like a window pane yeah Uh it's your imagination anyway there's this quick moment where um amanda josh uh, the Amanda and Josh's parents are like, we need, we're gonna unpack boxes, get yeah. out of the house, and Amanda decides to wash dishes, and she says, I guess maybe I'm weird. I like doing dishes. Amanda's such a geek, and There's I such love great characterization. Her. Anyway, after washing her dishes in her robe, which she, she loves to do, she goes up the front stairs, which don't get me started. I thought she would go up the back stairs, sure, whatever. front stairs, and she sees a girl standing on her with stairs with short cropped hair, right? Short cropped black hair with a cold dead smile. 
and she screams and screams and screams and her dad says stop seeing things yeah that's not a girl it's a pile of clothes and the mom goes like you just saw a pile of clothes and thought it was a girl but here's what's up you guys either you see a girl with short cropped black hair at the top of the steps uh, or you don't <laughs> there's not a pile of clothes that's four and a half feet tall or however high little girls are she she sees it it turns out it's a pile of clothes and she has this amazing line where she says to herself was it possible that i thought a pile of clothes was a smiling girl (laughs) no i didn't think so i'm not crazy and i have really good eyesight (laughs) she's been eating her carrots amazing absolutely amazing oh anyway um so amanda and josh decided to go on some dumb old walk right with a big old stick they literally say Amanda literally says in the book, let's go on this dumb walk. Love it. And they go out on this walk and they run and out from the bushes pops Ray Thurston. Hey, Ray. Oh, hey, Ray. Hi. Ray is wearing a maroon sweatshirt. He has black straight leg jeans and a blue cap. And he's gorgeous. Yeah. He's, he's this got upturned those, nose. He's got this glassy peepers and that blonde. blonde. Ooh. And then with that curly tendrils. And then Amanda goes, wait a minute. I think I've seen you before. And he goes, What? She says, I saw you in my house. And he said, your house? And then she says, yeah, my house. And he says that classic line from this episode. I I used to live live in your house. And she says, what do you mean? And he doesn't really respond. And it's a weird moment. And they're just talking about how dark Dark Falls is. Is this a dark And Ray says, yeah. Um, And and Josh says, it's really dead around here, huh? And Ray says... (laughs) I, I guess, guess you, you should say, say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ray Thurston. Oh, Ray. Ooh. Anyway, so they start walking around with Ray. Ray seems just fine. And then all a bunch of bunch of school kids come up. Hey, guys. Let's blow. They're all wearing dark tees and jeans, except one girl with green spandex tights and That's braces. Right. Yeah. And then they meet Karen Somerset, right? Karen Somerset shows up, and she also says the phrase, I, I used, used to live, live in your house. house. Um, and is she the same girl that Amanda saw at the top of the steps? I don't think she is. Um, all these kids start coming up. They're laughing, having a good time. But as soon as they <laughs> notice Amanda and Josh, they stop. And they come and up. And Petey's for- barking. Petey's barking. Like crazy. They have to put him on a leash, by the way. And they don't normally have to put Petey on a leash. <laughs> Not usually. Um, and all these, all, these, all these kids start coming up. And they start whispering <laughs> and giggling <laughs> and form a circle. A tight <laughs> circle around house. Amanda. And they're coming closer. And they're coming closer. What are they going to do? Tighter, 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 page 80. Mr. Dodge shows up and says, hey, guys, what are you doing? Hey, Compton Dodge. What are you guys doing? And they're like, nothing. We're just playing a game. We're playing. And then. Did Amanda make it all up? Were they really closing in on her? And they're like, that Petey didn't notice. Josh didn't seem to notice. No. Did I just make it up? I'm going crazy. Was that all? Was that all in Amanda's imagination? No. Oh, Amanda. <laughs> they play soft bar. Soft bar. They play soft bar. Hey, bar. They play softball for a while. And um, something we might not have mentioned is that Dark Falls. It's always cloudy. It's always dark and always cloudy. So dark. And the sun so starts coming dark. out. While they're playing softball, all the kids, as soon as the sun comes out, all the kids say, we have to go. And they run away. They have to get really home for fast. lunch. With all, all they But pr- Karen wants to talk to Amanda later. Karen wants to be friends. She wants to be really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, two weeks go by. Sure. That's right. Two weeks. Amanda's used to the shuffling noises, the whispering in her room, the curtains blowing, even though the window's shut. Same old, same old. You know, and they play softball, I guess, every day. But um, Amanda's a little... Um, She's she's still barking at everything always. And Amanda keeps thinking like, I wish I could become closer friends with these people, but they, <laughs> se- 
seem a little distant. Writing letters to Kathy at night. Oh, Kathy. I miss you. Anyway, um, one time they're playing softball and <laughs> um, they get back. And one time they're playing softball and they realize that Petey's run away. Oh, is that what happens? Petey's leash is tied up to the fence and he's run away. He's gone. And they go looking and running for to find Petey everywhere. They run all over the neighborhood for hours and no, he's gone. Then they think, oh my gosh, maybe he's back at the house. So they run back to the house. They say, Petey, Petey, but he's not there. He's not there. So the parents make oh. them have peanut butter and jelly. And then, oh, and then this night, oh, Amanda and Josh just sit at home while their parents go to a party. Right. So this is like the end of the book. <laughs> Basically, all of a sudden it's near the end of the book. Um, parents even say some night for a party. And even Amanda says it was the longest, most horrible evening of her life, sitting at home. Sleeping. Well, there's one thing I want to point out before Amanda goes to sleep. She goes up to her room and notices that there are clothes laid out on her bed. This happens a couple times, yeah. Where she and she she thinks, oh, that's not like my mom. My mom usually does her my laundry and then folds up my clothes. She and doesn't them toss away. them around willy nilly like that. It, it, people, somebody must have left out all of her clothes. Her only dress up skirt. That's a line? Was this written in the 1800s? She says, my only dress-up skirt. What does that even mean? Anyway. Um, Google so, dress-up skirt. Uh, it's the middle of the night now. It's past midnight. And um, Josh jo- wakes Amanda up and says, I, we've got to go find Petey. I know where Petey is. He's in the cemetery. He's in the cemetery. I know he's there. Let me take my halogen flashlight. I remember reading this book and not knowing what a halogen flashlight is and what, what the hell was halogen. I'm still not even completely sure. I think it's pretty bright. Anyway, um, they... <laughs> Amanda's like, ugh, ugh, go to the cemetery right now. This is this is Do a terrible. Do I have to? This is a terrible idea. This is just terrible. But at this point, it's like midnight or one in the morning or something. The parents still aren't home. Or is it two in the morning? So the sun's about to no. rise real soon. No, 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 no. It is after midnight. I know this. I followed this. It is after midnight, a little bit after midnight, and they decide to go to the cemetery, right? right? So they're walking to the cemetery, and then they hear someone behind them, and lo, hand behold, it's just Ray. It's just Ray. It's just um, titty old, silly old Ray. It's Ray Thurston. And so they go into the cemetery and they don't, they, they find Petey, right? They see him and then they chase after him. Am I right? Yes. They find Petey. They see him and they come across these tombstones. These, these graves. These gravestones that say, what do they say? They say Karen Somerset. Karen Somerset. Ray Thurston. Ray Thurston's? Jerry Franklin. Jerry Franklinstein? George Carpenter. George Carpies. Yes, and some other names. And then it has dates next to their names. And it turns out... What do they say? It turns out... They're dead. What? What? It can't be! They realize they're dead. They've seen Petey at this point. Doesn't Josh run off with Petey and then Amanda's left alone with Ray? Yeah, they see Petey and something's up with Petey. Yeah, something's up with Jack. Petey is barking. He doesn't recognize Josh. His eyes are glowing red. Like things yeah. are things are a little strange. Yeah, that and, barking ghost. And next thing you know, um, the dog Petey starts barking like crazy at Ray, and Amanda's like, "Ray, what's the deal? What's the deal?" And Ray reveals what the deal is. His so, eyes glow red, which and he floats. He floats. How scary is that? It's really scary. He floats and he says, "I'm the watcher. I've been watching you in your house." I'm, it's my job to make sure that you don't find out what's been going on. And basically, he reveals that there's some, not in full detail yet, but reveals that there's a plot to lure people to the right. house. And it's always like the Uncle Charles thing. It's and always everyone the comes fake Uncle Charles thing. That's why everyone used to live in the house. So it's like a rite of passage of death for people, new residents of Dark Falls, to live in that house and then be vaguely murdered by 
the people of the town. So Sweet Ray floats and says, I'm the watcher. I and need then... fresh blood. He said, we needed to invite you to the house. We invited you to the house because we need your fresh blood. Yeah. And from an Sounds outsider's good. point of view, it seems like they might be vampires, right? Oh, I never thought you that. You know, like, I, I never thought that too because this has been so ingrained in my DNA since I was very little. Zombie, zombie, zombie. Zombie, zombie, zombies. But doesn't it sound like vampires? They need fresh blood. They don't have fangs, but, like, they need fresh blood. I they, never even thought not, about that. They can't that. be in the sunlight. I always thought they were zombos. They are, but that's that's the weird sort of, like, they're literally the living dead is how they're described. Yeah. But they're like vampires because they need blood. But they don't have fangs. I don't know. Anyway... Um, so Ray starts to float and he starts to vaguely choke Amanda. Yeah. Like, um, and you know, he says I'm dead or whatever. And there's this real haunting description of Ray's voice that I love. What does it say? And they said his voice was like a shrill whisper, a wind through a broken window pane. Oh, so he's shaking like this. I'm the watcher. It's pretty scary if you yeah. think about it. I hope you're not listening to this in the dark alone, because I'm sure you're pretty scared. I hope you are. Anyway. Um, and so then she shines a light in his face, and his face melts off. His whole face sagged, then fell, dropping off of his and skull. And folds off, and his eyes roll out. His eyeballs rolled out of their sockets and fell silently to the ground. You guys, Sick. this moment is, was disturbing for me. Yeah. It's 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 creepy. It's what, when I read it when I was little, it's the it's the image that stuck with me the longest, I think. Mm, but I always mm-hmm. imagined it, when I reread it, I was like, oh, I always remember it being in the basement or something. I remember being in the basement of a house or something. I don't, I don't remember it being out You're in the wrong. cemetery. I know. I don't remember him floating either. Stay out of the basement. Yeah, that's true. Um... I don't remember them floating either. So reading, rereading this, I was like, oh, wow. But it's pretty gross. They shine a light on his face. His his skin sags off. His hair falls off like a flop Now, we don't wig. see stuff like that very often for the rest of the series. You don't. It's That that's, might be that's the only pretty, time something happens. Because they like they like to keep it unrealistic. So kids dying, they really don't. What's even more gross is that yeah, uh, they. they hit him uh, over the head with the flashlight, and it cracks his skull. Oh, it, it makes, makes a, a sickening, sickening splat. God. He falls to the ground with a sickening splat. Isn't that awful? Grody. Ugh. So they run home at top speeds. They see the clock and now it's 2 a.m. Right. They have been in the cemetery for an hour and a half. Yeah. Pretty fast hour and a half. Okay. It's 2 a.m. They're in the house and and their parents aren't home from the party yet. Where are they? What is this? Hocus Pocus? I know. What is this? Horcus Porky? So they're like, that's so weird. Let's look out the front window. We've got to get out of here. And then a voice says, what's your hurry? And all their dead friends are in the house. And they turn around and all of their friends. Including Karen Somerset. They're in the house. They're in the living room. They turn off the lights and their eyes start glowing. Oh, Karen has such a sad, bitter smile. And she says... We used, we used to live, live in your, your house. house. Now, now guess, guess what? what? Now, now we're dead in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I read this and I started screaming. I know. I made a secret smile for myself in the room when I read it. And I went, Ooh. No, I read this and I went, Yeah, 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 yeah. What a I ridiculous went, line. R.L. Stein has such ridiculous lines. And that is one of them. I know. Now we're dead in your house? It really got my ghost. Somebody also says, uh, somebody says, I don't know who it is. Somebody starts saying. Probably George. Probably Jerry. Amanda says, but you were so nice. And somebody says, I was nice until I moved here. We were all nice, but now we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was George. I wrote it down. It said George. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So anyway, 
They start hovering and vaguely coming towards them. It I, is, a lot of it's pretty ambiguous. I couldn't figure out if they were hovering or if their eyes really were glowing or red. I don't know what was happening. But then but, Mr. Dawes comes to the rescue. Well, they hear a knock on the door and Amanda immediately thinks it's their parents. So she runs. I love this moment. Because Amanda runs to the door with her arms outstretched to give her parents a hug. And then she sees it's Mr. Dawes. But Ralstein points to the fact that she still holds her arms out. Like, frozen to give him a hug. But then she sees it, Sam, and slowly lowers her arms. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, sexy 30-year-old Mr. Dawes gets the hop in his car. And Amanda, for a second, thinks maybe Mr. Dawes is in on this. Maybe he is. But, no. he, but there's no way he could be, right? No way. So, anyway, they hop in the car. And he's like, I'll take you somewhere safe. I know where I can take you somewhere safe. And now I remember something that we forgot to mention. Right. When they were... We're going to do a little... Rewind. When we when they were in the cemetery, mm-hmm. they found this amphitheater. This is the part that frustrates me. This is the part that frustrates me too. And also, this is the first time I'd heard the word amphitheater. Yeah, I, I still am not completely sure what it looks like. In the cemetery, they find an amphitheater. So, like, the cemetery slopes down, I guess, and built into it are benches and seats in a circular fashion going down to a little stage, right? Yes. And at the top of the amphitheater is a big tree that's almost completely fallen over with roots sticking out of the ground. And it's like gnarled over like a giant hand or something over the amphitheater. Now this was so hard for me to mentally imagine that I had to draw a couple pictures. Okay. And even the pictures didn't look very good. I'm showing them to Matthew right now and they look horrible. They look like horrible pictures. They're really piss poor. (laughs) And and anyway, Mr. Dawes flashback to Mr. Mr. Dawes saying, I'll take you to a safe place. And he says, I'm going to take you to the cemetery. And doesn't he say like, oh, like La La Lu, I know where your parents are. They were kidnapped at this party. Does he say that? Oh, he says, Mr. Dawes says, we were all at the party. They took your parents. I don't know. I can't remember now. Anyway, so they get to the cemetery. Petey's there again. They see Petey's Petey. dead. He's dead. We all know he's dead. Come on. Amanda knows for sure that he's dead. Yeah, she doesn't know that Judge... Josh doesn't know that she's dead. She's yet. trying to protect her little Braza. Because Ray, before he died again, the watcher, the watcher said to. Now, Amanda don't they dead. like knock Mr. Dawes in the head with a flashlight or something and keep running? I don't remember now. Um, they the same thing happens when they're in the cemetery and they come across a grave and Josh trips or somebody trips and. It turns out they Compton are, Dawes. They like they trip and it, they're in front of Mr. Dawes' tombstone. Right, he's dead. Um, and then Amanda's like, "Shine the light in his face. Turn the light up. Shine the light in his face." But right. the, the flashlight's broken. Oh no! Oh help! Help us! Anyway, Mr. Dawes sa- says, kind of gives the some backstory to this. Gives like some exposition or whatever. And he says that you know everyone in the town is the living dead. That because of a yellow gas that escaped from a plastics factory, mm-hmm. it turned the whole town into the living dead. What? It turned the whole town into living dead, so they need to f- invite people to a house and and drink their blood? Or I don't know. I, I, it's, it's really ambiguous. But I love that there was a plastics factory. Yeah, more than one. A factory that makes plastics. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, um, at this point... Um, this is the point when Amanda says, grab the flashlight, and Josh dived for the flashlight. Oh, he did? Oh, he dived? Oh, oh Josh dived for the flashlight? I isn't, was pretty sure he dove. Isn't dove and dived both acceptable, like sneaked and snuck? I don't know. Anyway, 
Um, and Mr. Dawes says, no, it's fine. It doesn't hurt to die. But then what happens to Mr. Dawes? They clock him over the head with a flashlight. And then he's gone. And so basically their parents are sitting in the middle of the amphitheater and they're tied in a chair back to back or something like that. No, 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 no. Wait. After Josh dives for the flashlight and it's broken or whatever, it can't shine. They hit him over the head with it. With a sickening crack. Mr. Dawes utters a low cry. Mm. And then they they hide behind tombstones as they see all they these shapes again. start. It's like they're coming out of the, the graves. They're not, but... Going across the cemetery. Right. Like they're all floating. The, like they're floating. All like these the figures. And they hide. Amanda and Josh hide. And they, all these figures are are uh, going across the cemetery to meet where the amphitheater is. Now, at this point, the sun has started to rise. It's been four hours. It's a long drive to the cemetery. It's Guys, the sun has started to rise. And the last time we checked, probably about 20 minutes ago. At max, the most. It was 2 a.m. Right. But we're going to go with it. Anyway, um... Amanda and Josh follow all the people to the amphitheater and and Mr. and Mrs. Benson are tied up in the middle of the amphitheater and people are about to feed on them or whatever and Amanda and Josh have this idea where um, they, Amanda and Josh go to the amphitheater and they see that the tree that is above the amphitheater is casting a shadow over the entire amphitheater so nobody's in sunlight. And, and sunlight's bad. Sunlight's bad for these people. And now the sun is almost completely rose and they're all hiding in the shadow of this big tree that covers the entire amphitheater. So a man and Josh are like, let's push over this giant tree. We're 12 and 11 and push a tree over and let's knock the tree over. So they try and try and try, but they can't, they realize they can't do it and they slump down in defeat and then the tree falls over. Right. Now here's what confuses me. If the tree fell over into the amphitheater, wouldn't it crush everyone and they'd all be dead? My, my, my concern with this was always... They're pushing the tree over onto its side, but wouldn't the roots pop up then? And then wouldn't they cast a shadow? Oh, I guess so. Whatever. So anyway, it, it, it was really frustrating to read, but so, I love it. So the sunlight comes out and and turn and kills everyone. The yes, tr- everybody, everybody now just dies to dust again. Basically. basically, they just disappear into mist and dust. And they save their parents, and then they decide, we've got to get out of here, we've got to get out of here. But what I think is interesting about this moment is the parents and Amanda and Josh, we've got to get out of here, got to get out of here. So they go back to the house, call the movers, you know, and eventually the movers come, and then they get everything out of the house, and they leave. Right. As opposed to getting the hell out of there. This is also one of those rare times where the parents are involved with what's going on. Usually it's like, Mommy, don't understand the dummy! And then they, they're like, yeah, right. And then like the parents never see that what the kid is saying is actually true. This yeah, is one this of the time times they're the are real in the middle of it. Right. And so then they decide to peace out. But as they're leaving the house, they see a car pull up immediately. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's not, that's not how it goes. Um, oh. That's not how it goes. Um, I'd also like to point out when the when all the people die in the sunlight, their eye socket, their eyeballs roll out of their sockets, and their hair slumps down like wigs. I love that. I love. I absolutely love that. They even talk about Karen's wig fl- flopping off. So sexy. They say it's her hair, but I know it's her wig. Anyway, um, Karen's so sexy. I love Karen. Anyway, they. Uh, I said it was weird. Karen le- and Kathy. They leave the house, and Amanda says, "Stop the car." This is what happens. I mean, it says, stop the car. And she has to run back to have one more look at the house. Oh, I missed that. I'm like, what? And as she's staring at the house, a family pulls up. And they pull in the driveway. And two boys are, like, playing. playing, And they 
pop out of the car and look at the house. They say, what are you doing here? Who are you? And Amanda looks at them and all, all that she can think of to say is, I used to live in your house. It's genius. I love it. It's genius. And then she thinks she sees Mr. Then Dawes. she thinks so she that sees can't Mr. Dawes. Which doesn't make any sense. And then they drive away. Anyway, that's the end of that book. The end. B. I say about a B. It's, sure. got, it's a nice, like, quintessential, like, haunted house, you know, living dead. It's one of my favorites because it's the first. Right. And because it's so dark. It is. It's kind of joyless, and I like that. And it's a little, you know, there's an element of danger, and... But it's pretty vague. And I will say, the television episode is a total blast. It is. It's hysterical. Daniel and I just watched it. In fact, and I brought the VHS with me today because I have it on VHS and sometimes watch it in my bedroom. And I wanted to read you the back of the jacket of the, of the VHS and listen to how much this gives away. Okay? <laughs> okay. For Josh and Amanda, having to move to the remote, desolate town of Dark Falls was bad enough. But as soon as they moved into Dead House... Things began to happen. Things their parents couldn't see. A ghostly shape at the window. A shadow on the wall. The way their dog kept growling at strangers. The quiet, death-pale neighbor kids. Oh, it's killing me. Was it the chemical spill that made the people of Dark Falls so strange? Or something far more sinister? (laughs) No, it was the chemical spill. Yes, I don't think we mentioned that in the book they did call it Dead House. They did call it Dead House. And they said that when you come to live in Dead House, that's what happens. But I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, if you haven't read the book, then you know literally everything that happens in the everything. in the episode. Now, if you read the back of the VHS, in fact, things that don't even really happen. The TV episode, there's a few fundamental differences. There are, and the the TV episode as a whole. Now, this was I thought it was charming and evocative. I thought it was charming and evocative. evocative. Nice kids. They're gonna love, love Duck Falls. Um, this episode, <laughs> uh, it's something, all right. Something, something ugly. ugly. Um, this episode aired, uh, it, it was season two. June 29th, 1997. That's right. Work. Now, this was one of those hour-long episodes, two-part episodes. With a dead as a doornail intro from R.L. Stein. We love us some Bob intros. The His best. are the absolute best. Jovial Bob Stein. And what he comes in and says is, he goes, um. I didn't see you no, there. He, oh, hi. He, he does that. He does, I didn't he does see the you. deadest fakest like double it's take. even deader than than a- alfred hitchcock's speaking when he's like speaking to me it's, like, it's, it's amazing it's, and he was like fills me with so much joy. i think you're gonna like your new house he's like but don't forget always look under the bed and when you make new friends always check to see who's dead and who's alive do, 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 do. this whole episode has the perfect like twisty plucks of the piano the clunky bone rattling score really sizzled my goat yeah you you really is full of swirls and twists and, and clanks and clackers and now, zips and bangs. the episode really gets to big foreshadowing real soon you they pulled to dark falls dark falls is it's way really more dilapidated than i envisioned yeah it it's all sh- it's all shut down and the houses i didn't imagine the houses being so close together so close together there's so not really dirty, a front yard dusty there's not really a front yard there's leaves everywhere the book the house looks nothing like the book description of it when the book it's like red brick with black windows and this house is just gray and blue gray and blue and white whatever and we um we amanda has uh i guess she has a serious face and short uh like a super short bob that looks like a penis yeah it's super short she's wearing mom jeans and then we we, josh they use the actor's name is ben cook that which i think he's so great he's so good he's in piano lessons came in shocker Shocker and shock street Street. he's so good he's really really good he's a good one they use it over and over and over again um, and then, um, 
And Mr. Dawes is very different. Mr. Mr. Dawes is old. He's old and Jim Broadbenty and... Now, something that they do with with some of the characters of the people of Dark Falls is they give them sort of an old-fashioned... I think subtle old fashioned vibe yeah. in their clothes. I was bothered by the clothes because I was like, oh God, whoever the stylist of this episode was, oh my God, because like the mom's wearing such ugly bright colors and then the things that Amanda wears, she wears those patchy mom jeans and such ugly garish primary colors. But then I was thinking, oh, that's to foil the really, right. really faded dark clothes that everyone else wears. Because everyone, all, all the kids in Dark Falls are, are really so sexy and, and have like, really dark they're clothes. They're wearing like and they're all so, bowler so sexy and pale. And they've got gr- gray lips and they're so fucking sexy. And literally everyone's wearing a hat or a bowler hat or a They're styled within hat. an inch of their lives. And, they and they're ultimately just very, dude. very, very sexy. Yeah, they really, really are. Um, Some... Um, as soon as the ep- they get to the house, Amanda sees somebody in the window. Right. Freaks out. Um, and then she goes up to her room and to see if there's somebody up there. And it turns out there is somebody up there. And it's this outrageous moment. Right. It's Mr. Dawes. And he's he's kind of creaks around the corner like a mannequin. Lifts up his dead white hand. And like he's reaching for Amanda's penis face. And he reaches past her and like turns on the lights or whatever. And it's like, oh, it was Mr. Sorry. Dawes. And she said, sorry, it was so restful in the dark, I must have fallen asleep. Yeah, he says that. Yeah. Standing? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. What? And um, it's time for the family ceremony. As soon as they get there, right. this is the fundamental difference between the, the two right. I guess the book. they don't want to have the whole amphitheater thing because Which I guess I, the, you know the what? budget I don't, wise. I don't blame them. I don't Although either. I would love to see it. I don't know. I would love to see it. I want to see I really what it like, like this kind of red herring stupid thing they come up with. It's this antique wreath that's really fucking ugly. It looks a like a circle charm. of potpourri that the mom wants to put up in the house because it's a good luck charm. But what's interesting to me is it's not even really a wreath. It's like a frame with the wreath in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so then they put it up and it's really ugly and everyone stares at it. And Mr. Dawes has an aversion to it. He, he does. gets nervous around it and he has to get at He can't, oh, be, he can't be near it. Oh, gosh. So then, 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 then Amanda's writing to her friend, Jennifer, where's Kathy? I don't know. Maybe it's because Kathy and Karen were too similar. I don't even know why Bob did that in the first place. Um... And Amanda's having, you know, not having trouble getting used to the room. She she looks out her window, sees a creepy neighbor that looks like a rapist next door. Yeah. And everyone's so ghostly white in the town. And then she turns around and she sees, walk past her door, which is very scary, is Ray. Ray. We, well, we don't know it's Ray We yet. don't know it's Ray yet, but it's a very sexy guy with a really sexy pork pie hat walking by. And he walks by and she screams and screams and screams. Of course it's nothing. And... <laughs> Is this the part where... No, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, and then uh, the friendly neighbor, Agnes Thurston, comes over to bring, I think, like, coffee and donuts or something like that to, like, greet the neighbors or whatever. This Which I think woman... it's interesting is they take Ray... In the book, it's Ray Thurston. They take her, her, his last name, and it's Agnes Thurston. And this woman's just a fucking dream. She, like, comes in, and she's like... <laughs> And laughs at everything that she says. She's literally everything. outrageous. She's so over the top. And there's two parts of this episode that really stuck out to me when I was a kid. One of these bony fingers we're about to talk about. And the second is the face that this woman makes. Now, if we, you guys... We used to watch this moment. Over and over and over again and on laugh. the VHS. If you want to go on Netflix and watch this episode, it's it's about probably two-thirds of the way through the first part. Maybe a halfway through. And um, the uh, Agnes Thurston comes over and... She, she's the neighbor. She's like all smiling <laughs> and like kind of Stepford a little bit. And she's kind of like, she walks around the room and she, you know, she floats. She really does. She kind of, she kind of slithers slinks. and saunts around, saunters. And she sees she's wildly over the top. She has this moment where she's like all smiles. And then she sees that wreath, that terrible wreath. wreath. And she's staring at it. And it's terrifying her. Oh, 
gosh. And then she puts that smile back on her face. She's like, let's <laughs> go back to talking. And the face, the face switch from being terrified of that wreath to being giggly neighbor is absolutely it's hysterical. So funny. And then she says, nice, nice kids. kids. They're going to love Doc Falls. It's oh, everything. It's such a great moment. Um, so they decide, Jermaine and Josh decide to go out and, oh, you know, make some new friends. <laughs> it turns out those friends are dead. Um, anyway, uh, they are walking through the backyard. No, 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 no. The woods or something. They're walking through the woods, and all of a sudden, kids start showing up. Not like giggly and in a gang in the book, but like sexy and gray, and, and clearly very not dead exactly, but, but as close to dead. But very tired. Very, very tired. And they all show up, sort of one by one, and just throw form a quiet, close tight circle around them and this is and also we get introduced to karen karen thurston in this one who is karen somerset in the book and this actress her name's jessica greco or greco or something like that i think she's so great she's this really dead thora birch quality that's so yeah, sexy she's so great. and she's like and amanda's like oh i met your mom like uh, she's cool or something like that and then karen goes she's okay And the way that she says she's okay, I remember as a kid watching it, thinking what a good actress that girl was, <laughs> because she's grounded in a way that the rest of them aren't or something. Mm. And she has this really bored 90s, like, devil may care attitude vibe about her that I really, well, I really, really like. I really like her style. She's, she's got great sexist. style. She's wearing, like, a gray bowler hat, and she's got these, like, dead red hair that are in these, like, braided pigtails so and a gray cool. lip. She's and she's so, so fucking cool. cool. And Ray's there, and Ray... Ray... They kind of just like throw Ray like spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Where he's kind of like, hey, I used to live in your house. And then it's like, what? I'm the watcher. And then what? And then they kind of like move forward like it's nothing. Yeah. And that's it for Ray, basically. I'm Ray. You were in our house. I was in your house? I, I saw you. I haven't been in that house in a long time. In a long time? I used to live in that house. And he's, he's very tall and sexy, too. Anyway, they are um, they are about to close in, and Ray shows up, and then the sun peeks out of the trees, and all the kids say, ah, oh, we now's have to go. Now's not a good time. Now's not a good time to play softball. But the sun's coming out. No, now's not a good... We gotta get back to our house. Bye, Amanda. And, like, Karen really wants to be friends with Amanda, and it's great. Anyway, um, this we're getting towards the end of the first episode, where... Uh, basically, at the end of the first episode, we see creepy dead fingers coming out of the... The basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's And they they just cast a girl with super skinny fangs, or the makeup job that they did was really, really good. Oh, because... but, but, before, but before we get to that... Before we get to that part, more stuff with Amanda in her room, and there's a hole in her closet. Right. Like, a hand, an angry hand is pushed through that hole. Yeah. And, and she's freaking out. And, and the mom says... <laughs> the you must have heard the wind whistling, and, and it made you have a dream. dream. You must have heard the wind whistling and it made you have a dream. That was the hand coming through the wall. These rusty old pipes. Parents never believe the kids. I think this mom's a real bitch. But she does sit with Amanda until Amanda falls asleep. Yeah, I guess she's not. And they keep saying, give this town a break. They've lost their jobs. It's very obvious in the very beginning with with the episode instead of the book. With the episode that there has been some major layoff in the whole town. Yeah. With this chemical Chemo plant thugs. that closed or whatever closed down, everybody's lost their jobs. Right, and that's why everyone's so sad and dark. They're not weird. They've just they've just lost their jobs, and we're more fortunate than they are, aren't we, Amanda? Right. 
And so then Petey runs away or whatever. Petey runs away and the scariest hands. And Petey's a different kind of dog. Petey's like um He's a collie. Collie. Gorgeous collie. Beautiful. Sweet. Oh, beautiful. God, sweet he's thing. So beautiful. Sweet thing. And so they basically like run through the woods. They literally find this quote, stupid old cemetery. And that's what it quote. looks like. It's in the middle of the woods. Yeah. And then they and now we're just now we're just losing all pretense and the entire town is meeting in the woods and they're dead i'm talking skin hanging off like straight up dead saying things like we need to feed we missed one part what do we miss when karen stops by to visit amanda and karen sees the reef right karen comes in has this amazing scene with amanda she sees the reef and she's like i've got a creepy feeling about that reef it's just like that's the scary old movies where someone brings something into the house and bad stuff starts happening you should probably remove it before something really bad happens yeah well it's just like in those scary movies when the I love all of her scenes. I, I, I want to be her. I love I love her too. She so she's furthering the sort of plot line that something's up with that wreath and she doesn't like it and it makes her feel weird and get rid of it. Anyway, so while they're looking for Petey, they come go to the stu- get, get to the stupid cemetery. Then yeah. They see Petey. Petey's it's not a cemetery, you guys. It's the woods. They're it's just, in the woods. It's just the woods with a couple styrofoam, Those styrofoam gravestones shoved it, up in there. It, it ain't no cemetery. It ain't no haint. Right. Anyway, um, Petey doesn't recognize them. Petey is gorgeous, hits all of his marks. It, actually, Petey's a fan. Petey's a fantastic w- su- actor. Super well trained. I don't know if it's the editing or something like that, but like he's you know, real good. He's, he's so good. Anyway, um, they run Karen. into as Matthew was starting to say. They run into um, they overhear people in the cemetery meeting, and it's the whole they're town, right, right, right. and they're saying like, "We need to feed." And yeah. look at me, look at me, and they're all very clearly blood. dead. You guys, like, yeah. they ain't trying to hide it anymore. Like. Skin missing, sores open, some woman in a flop wig. I know, flop slipping off, slip slop, slip horse hair wig, wig slop, boobs for queens. <laughs> they so like, they's dead, and Amanda steps on some dumbass stick, and they turn around and hear her, and then they all, from the rest of the episode, and I think this is God's gift, it's just straight up, and they say the walking dead at one point. Zombies chasing them and trying to, no, drink. but it's not only is that zombies chasing them, it's so genius. It's zombies, like, trying to appeal to them and reason with them why they need to eat Yeah, them. it's like, it it's, won't hurt. It won't hurt. We need it. So, um, meanwhile, back at... Cut back. This Mr. Whole, and Mrs. Benz are this in interminable lunch interminable. date with um, Karen's mom, dad, and Karen. And they're all sitting around the house. Meanwhile, and I think it's is it's supposed to be played for comedy, I think, where it's like... It's ha- it, it, it could have been done better, but there it's this juxtaposition between this very calm scene with Karen's parents sitting with Amanda and Josh's parents getting ready for lunch, waiting for Amanda and Josh and Karen sitting there too saying, I hope nothing bad happened. Cut to like, they're <gasps> running through the woods being chased, chased by the living dead. And then it cuts back to finger sandwiches. And they keep saying like lines like, um, you know, I'm worried they won't make the meal. And then it shows them like trying to eat Amanda and Josh. Yeah. And it's, and and then <laughs> Karen's mom being like, oh, we're ready for lunch. You know, yeah. stupid things like that. Anyway, so Amanda and Josh come home and they're screaming bloody murder and then dead people are banging on the walls. 
and the windows. They're like, and they're like, it's The Walking Dead. And the parents are like, what are you talking about? And then Karen's parents say, no, they're right. It's the, the chemical walking... factory killed all of them and they're dead and they need our blood. Yeah, they're The Walking Dead. And like, they need our blood to survive. It's The Walking Dead. The what? It was the accident at the chemical plant. All those who were contaminated, they became the living dead. And now they need the fresh blood of the living. And then the living become like them. That's just what they said in the cemetery. We thought that they were gone for good. Has everyone gone crazy? And so they, they, they just start boarding up the walls and the doors to keep the dead from getting in. Right. And the Karen's mom says, something's awakened them. Something's awakened them. It's that wreath. I know it's that damn wreath. Amanda, Amanda says, says, like, mom, burn it. Take it down. Destroy it. It's that. I know it is. Please, please. And so then they throw it in the fire and then all the dead people go away. Oh, what a relief. What a relief. But they're then they're back. back. <laughs> they're banging at the door. To, oh no, the reason uh, didn't do it. And then Karen's mom reveals. All of a sudden they're dead and they have fruit punch mouth. All of a sudden Karen's parents and Karen are completely dead. And they turn around and they say, that was the only thing that was keeping you safe. It was good luck. But now that it's gone, we can eat you. And then We Karen would have done it as soon as you moved in. Hand. We would have done it the day you moved in. But you put up that you wreath. you had that wreath. That's no, terrible. please let us eat you. Please. It's the neighborly thing We to have do. so much in common, Amanda. Come on. We can be bust fronds. You love Dark Falls. It's a great place nice to kids. raise the They're kids. They love Dark Falls. So they chase, it's really actually very frightening and super scary. They and chase them up the stairs of the, up, attic. Of the attic. Which I'd like to think, um, those stairs in that attic, I believe, are a redressed set from Night of the Living Dummy 3. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. I'm just going to say it. Okay, cool. Well, Zane's better than being in Zane. So anyway... <laughs> Um, so the parents basically get a t- <laughs> hugged by the dead people. No one's chewing on them. And a man and Josh have this long private conversation by, <laughs> by the windows. And, and Amanda, you know, talking down to the lowest common denominator is like, oh, remember, they're dead people. They don't like the light. I know what we can do. Let's take off these boards one by one from the window. And once we peel the boards back, some light will get in. Because then the light because will spill into the attic and then attack the dead. And we're like, we fucking get it, Amanda. Open up the window. Because Amanda remembers one moment where it, when they're in the cemetery and this construction hat guy who seems to be the most aggressive of the living dead reaches towards her, but his hand catches some sunlight and starts to burn. So they rip off the ply board from the windows and everyone dies especially karen in this really sensual pose she's gorgeous as she she dies she like does this like back bend back bend puts an arm up to her face and and slinks into smoke i wish i were so snapping pictures i wish i was ricky middlesworth snapping pictures ricky 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 middlesworth.com oh wow check it out now (laughs) anyway so they're all dead they're all neatly folded piles of clothes they really are there's like a tie and like a perfect like little hat there 
And so they like get in the car or whatever. And they run, they, they get the F out of that house like they, like should. they should. Like they should. As the opposed to the book with just being like, hmm, and then, let's call the movers. And then wily old Mr. Dawes comes running after them. He's like, please don't need, don't leave. We can come back. We can refinance or something like this. I've got a house. And then he's like, we come back to the house. We can make some changes. I'm hungry. And does this like ridiculous over the top face. And, and as they're, as they're so screeching out of town they see Petey Petey just politely like a sweet little sweet gorgeous sitting on the side flawless. of the road so they open up their van door and Petey jumps in like oh Petey we're so happy to see oh, Petey. oh Petey what's the smell oh god he smells so terrible what's that smell and then Petey goes black and white and then then, then we're back to Arl Stein and Arl Stein is like that dog was a good actor and then like the dog actor sitting there sitting next to he's Arlstein. like great job playing dead and then the dog turns black and white and then he Arl Stein turns the camera and goes He's good. He's, He's really good. good. And then that's the end of it. It's real good. And everything's perfect. The first book in the series, but actually the last episode on the final season on Netflix. I don't think it was the last episode that ever no, aired. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. It was season two. Absolutely. What a stupid thing that I just said. But if, if you look on Netflix, it's actually the final Crack episode. Crack book. I think it's the last BHS that came out. Great. But anyway... So that was Welcome to Dead House, you guys. So I gonna... stand by my B, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see what grades you give the rest of the book. I think there's only book one book in the entire series that gets an A. And I'm <gasps> I think you know which Ooh. one. Oh, I do oh. know which one. Um, so we're going to be going through these books every episode. You know, moving on to episode two. Stay out of the basement! Listen with us. Read with us. Scream! with us screech with us thank you so much for listening i hope you guys we love you guys oh we love you so <laughs> much oh god oh the baby oh, the baby um anyway so we'll see you guys, we'll see next, you guys time, next time if, if you, you dare, dare.